Hi, this is Tia Sarkar. I play Sabine Wren on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Twin Suns Transmission. Of course, it ends where it becomes a desert planet with twin suns. Hey, my name is Taylor Gray, and I play Ezra Bridger in Star Wars Rebels. I hope you enjoy this week's episode of Twin Suns Transmission. Here's where the fun begins. Let's make this epic more interesting. You've taken your first step into a larger world. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Twin Suns Transmission. I'm your host, Eric Pfeiffer, joined, as always, by Jesse Sanfilippo. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 185, and as we get closer to The Mandalorian Season 2 here in October 2020, Jesse, uh, this is the second year in a row, come like fall time, where we've had a new Star Wars game. Last year, it was Jedi Fallen Order. This year, Star Wars Squadrons. So we'll be talking all about Star Wars Squadrons on this episode. Uh, But before we do that, Jesse, it's been a crazy crazy couple weeks as far as merchandise if you're a star wars collector this has been i guess somewhat good and somewhat bad if you're like me um and your wallet is really just taking a massive smash uh (laughs) because of everything that's being announced but a ton of black series were announced there's been outrageous amounts of of uh star wars things all over the place whether it be you know the disney store site or some of the other sites But the biggest thing I kind of want to talk about is HasLab. And if you guys remember a couple years ago, HasLab, it's sort of like this uh, part of Hasbro Pulse uh, where they, they sort of request people to back certain projects. And a few years ago, it was the, it was Jabba Sail Barge. Uh, part of the vintage collection, so it was to scale with the three and three quarter inch figures, and it was like five hundred dollars to back it. And they had a target where they wanted people to, you know, if they reached that target, then the item would go into production and be sent out to everybody who backed it. Um, this time, instead of the sail barge, Jesse, they are doing the Razor Crest, which I'm very excited about. That's so cool. It's coming out, couldn't be at a more perfect time when people are getting like super hyped about the Mandalorian. Um, now's the time to kind of invite Star Wars fans to, to put their wallets on the line for a project like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of trying to collect all of the vehicles and figures that come out. And it's just, it's always really hard to do that. But this is one, and I, I did not get the sail barge. This is one that I really feel like I can't pass up, and and uh, it's three hundred and fifty dollars, and the oh. target was six thousand people. If they got six thousand people, it would go into production, uh, and they reached that with hardly any trouble. Eight thousand was the next target, and if they hit eight thousand people who backed this, they would add in a escape pod, and of course that not much trouble, and. The next threshold is 10,000 backers. And if they get 10,000 people to back this, they will include a vintage collection Baby Yoda. 
uh, on the card back with his little pod and everything, and of course he'll be to scale, so it'll be perfect. Now, Jesse, as we're recording this, it is October 5th, and as we speak, there are 9,440 backers, so only 560 more people to get to that 10,000 threshold, uh, and we'll all get a Baby Yoda. So if you guys want the Vintage Collection Razor Crest, make sure to go over to HasLab and check out all the specs on that, because it looks beautiful. Yeah, it needs a baby Yoda. It can't go on now that they've now that they've kind of dangled it in front of everybody's faces. They can't not give you guys a baby Yoda because it'd be too perfect. Yep. And so this one ends. I want to say November 9th, and that's when your card will be charged. So you're I I mean I backed it, but I haven't paid a cent for it yet. So. So how does that work? Like, say the original you know goal was never met. Does your they just do they at a certain point just cancel it or does it just stay open until they meet it? How do those work? I'm not sure. This is only the second time they've okay. done a HasLab thing, um, and the first one was hit and this one was hit. So I don't know if they just don't produce it if they don't get enough people to fund it. That would be my guess. Um, gotcha. And but they have a target date on it, so I think November 9th is a cutoff and. You know, that's when your card will be charged and all that. So I don't know what would happen if not enough people backed it. Probably just that's it. Nothing. Sounds like we don't need to worry about that, though. Sounds like they've got more than enough. (laughs) Keep adding on really cool things. (laughs) And you don't have to pay more for every threshold you hit. So that's the good thing. Like, I pay 350 plus whatever shipping is or tax or whatever. And the more people we get, the more stuff we get with it. So I'm hoping just everybody jumps on this so we can continue to get cool stuff. Yeah, that's really cool to have like a crowdsourced, really cool piece of merchandise. That's, it's neat. They really get to do then like true fan service of what they know you guys will really love. Definitely. All right, Jesse, let's go on and talk about Star Wars Squadrons. And this is the newest game produced by EA Star Wars Wise. And I know a lot of people were really on EA uh, over the last couple years uh, for not producing enough Star Wars games. There was Battlefront and then Battlefront 2 and then Jedi Fallen Order and then now Squadrons. And I know some people really gave Battlefront a lot of flack, uh, especially upon its initial release, because with Battlefront, the whole point was to keep people playing for a long time. And so they would slowly release different things, new heroes, new planets, new game modes over time. Um, and they're done doing that, but I think that was the goal for Battlefront. And so now you have the end product, and I think a lot of people really enjoyed Star Wars Battlefront 2, um, myself included. I'm still trying to get the, I think it's the old master Darth Maul skin, which you have to get 5,000 kills as a, as a dark side villain, so it'll take me a while to get there. Um, it'll take me for the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, that's still that's still my radar. Jedi Fallen Order, I'm pretty sure, won some awards. And a lot of people really view that as one of the best Star Wars games, I think, out there to date. 
and I'm I'm definitely on board with that. I think it's a great story, and I hope they continue on with that. And now Star Wars Squadrons. And I have to say, when I think about Star Wars, I'm typically, like, my favorite parts are the Jedi and the lightsaber battles and the Force and, and all that. And I know some people are really into the bounty hunters, and some people are really into ships and the dogfights and you know, the space battles. And so when Squadrons was coming out, I was like, oh, cool, another Star Wars game. But, like, this is not one that I was, like, on the edge of my seat, cannot wait to get this because it was going to be mostly space battles. And while I like those, it's not the biggest piece of excitement for Star Wars for me. I don't know how you felt. No, I, I felt the same way. I... I've said this on the podcast multiple times where the reason I haven't gotten all the way through the Battlefront um, campaign mode is because at one point, very early on, you have to get in a TIE fighter. And I spun the TIE really fast when I wasn't expecting, and I almost threw up. And I, every time I go back to the game, I have a really hard time not getting like motion sickness from flying the TIE. So I wasn't sure how I was going to do um, with this game. So I, I it definitely looked really cool and I was excited to try it, but I didn't have high hopes that it would be something that I would be able to play frequently um, just because of that bad experience I had with flying in Battlefront. But so far, I feel like I find this to be a lot different of a flying experience from Battlefront and it hasn't bothered my stomach as much. So I... I I like it already a lot more than I expected to enjoy it. Yeah. This game was cheaper. You know, a lot of the mm -hmm. games when they first come out they're 59.99 like 60 bucks. This one was 39.99, right? It was like 40 bucks. Yeah. Yep. So I, yep, it was like 35 or something when I bought it the, just the digital code. Yeah. I was like, I wonder what that means. Is this game not going to be as involved or like why is it so much cheaper? Um, and as I've been playing it, I think the basic reason for it is because, you know, essentially the entire time you're in a cockpit. So the whole time you have kind of the same view. And so I don't know, maybe there's a little bit less that went into it. Now, of course, the surroundings change, but like, you know, you can customize it a little bit. Um, so maybe I'm totally off with that. I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the game's shorter. I'm not, I'm not, uh, too far into the story which I've been enjoying quite a bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's very affordable. And so I think if you haven't picked up Squadrons, definitely go pick it up. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the gameplay and how it works. So you mentioned, Jesse, that it's a, it's a little bit different than Battlefront. You don't have sort of like the, the third-person view of your ship. Uh, I think you can also change it in Battlefront to first-person. Mm -hmm. But I always do the third person in Battlefront. And so this one, you're kind of stuck with that first person cockpit view. Um, so how has that been uh, as far as playing for you? Honestly, I like it a lot more. And I do think it has to do with this game being, you know, obviously solely being built around flight. So I feel like the proportions are a lot better like when you're when you're flying really fast it takes you longer to get to things i feel like in battlefront 2 it would be like i would you know accelerate and then i'm crashing into it and if you just touch something in battlefront 2 you're like out your ship explodes immediately but it's kind of nice in um 
squadrons. I don't know if it's more realistic or less realistic, but you can bump into things and not die right away, which I, <laughs> I need in order to enjoy the game. Um, but so I really liked that aspect of it. And, and I, I like that I have a little bit more control over, you know, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like I have more control over the whole ship in general. Like it's not so easy to just spin completely out of control. Um, and I just feel like the maneuverability is better and the proportions of being, you know, in this massive scale outer space, uh, huge space battle is more to scale and it makes it easier to actually maneuver. If I don't know if that's just me. No, I'm, that is that is definitely how I feel as well. And I notice with the crashing, it's very, you know, like you said, you hit something, you don't immediately explode. And one of my favorite parts about it is the, the feeling of actually being a pilot. Now, I'm playing on Xbox. I know some people are playing on PlayStation VR, which probably gives you even more of that uh, real feel of being in the cockpit. But for me, as I'm as I'm playing it, you know, being able to divert my power to the shields or to the weapons or to the thrusters or, you know, requesting supplies or, you know, being able to divert my shields to the front or to the rear or whatever. Um, it really does make you feel like you're kind of controlling that ship and that vessel, shooting missiles, avoiding missiles. Um and I've really enjoyed it, and I, I haven't played too much as the Empire yet. I've played uh, through the first couple missions as the New Republic, um, and basically just an X-Wing. I think my next mission I'll be an A-Wing, so it'll be interesting to try that ship out. Um, but I've really enjoyed the X-Wing, and um, Amanda and I, we decided, because I, I did pre-order the new Xbox Series X, and that can run in 8K. So we went to Best Buy the other day, and we were looking at some of the 8K TVs, and we're like, okay, this is you know this is kind of expensive. But I got approved for the Best Buy card, so I can pay it off over two years interest free, um, right. which is like totally affordable. And so we picked out a 65-inch 8K TV, which was delivered a couple days ago, that we're going to set up probably tomorrow. And I'll be able to play Squadrons on this, like, really crazy, huge TV. This is the biggest TV I've ever had. So I'm excited to kind of see how it looks. Maybe if you, like, just scoot your chair all the way up to the TV, it'll almost feel like you're playing <laughs> in, like, VR mode or something. Yeah. We also got a sound bar for it, so there'll be some really crazy sound. So, very excited about that. But um, I know you've played through sort of the, the tutorial missions, right? I've played a couple of the tutorial missions in the beginning. I didn't get very far. I had to cut through the tutorial because it was getting late on me last night there. Um, but I did play through some of them, and I totally agree. I, I haven't totally gotten the buttons down yet, but kind of like you were saying a little bit earlier, I like that I can divert my, my shields in different directions, and I can, you know, I love that I'm not just doomed to get hit by a missile. You know, you <laughs> you can press a button and it either like yeah. jams the scanners or shoots a, a you know a missile to block the other missile, and 
Um, and I also like that when your ship is in real trouble, it says mash all the buttons and you just hit a bunch of buttons and your pilot just starts punching like different things in the cockpit, you know, like, like you would see in a movie where like the mechanic just like starts literally hitting things to get it to work. Um, so it does make you feel like you're more, have a more realistic flight experience where you have more control, um, of what's going on. I just definitely have to play a lot more before I really remember what all those different controls are. Cause unlike Battlefront, the one thing that I really did like about Battlefront was there was always a um, little thing in the in the bottom corner that showed you what buttons you know all your different special abilities did um, and in um, squadrons you really have to to kind of memorize kind of what buttons do all those different things to to help you fly and help you use all the different kind of aspects of your ship um, so that does make it a little bit more difficult but I feel like if I had just played a little bit longer those things eventually will just become second nature yeah and with the first Battlefront game, they, I feel like EA took a lot of, um, not necessarily criticism, but maybe, uh, and recommendations from fans who really wanted a story mode. They really wanted a campaign instead of just the multiplayer. And so with Star Wars Battlefront 2, they added in that campaign. Uh, along with the multiplayer aspect and so now in squadrons again we have a story mode and we have multiplayer now I am very bad at flying a ship in Battlefront and so I rarely played the Starfighter Assault game mode in Battlefront 2 because I would just get my butt kicked every single game um, but Jesse, before recording this podcast, you and I played a little bit of the Squadrons multiplayer. We did the dogfight um, game mode in which we essentially just shot at our enemies. Um, we played as the New Republic in both of the rounds that we played. But what did you think of the multiplayer game mode? It was a lot more fun just because I wasn't dying over and over again a hundred times. Um, I'm typically not good at um, shooting games where I have to aim. Um, I, I definitely have higher chances when I have like a lightsaber or I'm playing some kind of a melee style game. Um, but because of that, when I play Battlefront, I'm just dying left and right. And, and I don't really care because I really enjoy playing with you and I'll just make fun of myself the whole time and I'm totally fine with that and I still have fun. But I, I like that in Squadrons, I felt like even when I'm in the online um, aspect of the game, I had time to really learn and improve while we were playing in just those two rounds and get a little bit better at it. I was still dying, but... I felt like it wasn't constant. Like I had time to kind of like fly around and find enemies. Um, and I didn't feel like I was just getting blasted out of the sky every 0.3 seconds. Like I right. did when I used to play battlefront. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with all of that. I mean, this, no one wants to play a game where you continuously just like spawn dead, spawn dead. Yeah. You know, it's not fun. <laughs> Um, and there are some really serious gamers out there, and I, I think as far as you and I go, I mean, we like to play video games, but we're not like those crazy, right. like, you know, into the early hours of the night or morning, you right. know, playing games. Like, I definitely don't play 
these types of games at least to to the point where I'm ever going to be good enough to go up against those people. Let's just say that. You know, my I have, you know, cousins who are really, really great at video games and it's it's there they could probably join a competition and I'll never, no matter how many hours I put into it, I'll never be as good as them and they'll always just be able to wipe me out in an instant. So <laughs> it's kind of nice that I don't know what it is about squadrons that makes it a little different. Maybe it's the maneuverability of the ship. Maybe the map um, for the outer space map is larger, making it um, harder to, to find enemies. Um, but something about it, it let me stay alive uh, <laughs> quite a bit longer than usual, which made it a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought this part was kind of interesting. Like, if you die... Yeah. there's a kill cam that shows you dying and it's like wow thanks like in case you didn't realize that you suck here's how you got shot down by another player right, so there's like multiple times where i didn't realize how still my <laughs> ship that i was like basically parked in space and people are just taking advantage of me i'm like oh you kind of learn from it. Like, oh, maybe I don't just sit there next time. <laughs> maybe yeah. I move around a little bit more. But yeah, no, I think that's really funny. I enjoy watching myself perish in a thousand different ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, there's different ways that you can play squadrons in multiplayer. And we only did the one, the dogfight, and we didn't do a practice or anything like that. So I'm sure there's a lot more to the multiplayer aspect of this game than we've been talking about here today. Um, and as we continue to play, maybe we can talk more about it on future episodes. Um, but there is a story mode, and we won't talk too much about this just because, number one, neither of us are done with it, and number two, if you're not done with it, we don't want to provide spoilers for you. But it is very interesting. The first part of it is right after the destruction of Alderaan, and then you skip four years ahead, um, and the rest of the game takes place uh, after all the films, or after the original trilogy, and kind of in between six and seven so the new republic is a thing going up against the remnants of the empire and um you are a part of the vanguard squadron and vandar vanguard squadron was actually mentioned in the alphabet squadron books and so there's a couple mentions of alphabet squadron in the game in the story mode um in some of the customizations you can pick some alphabet squadron decals and sort of little you know pieces to flare up your your fighters and stuff so the alphabet squadron series alphabet squadron and Shadowfall by alexander freed um i think you know i don't think you necessarily have to read them to understand the game or play the game to understand the books or anything like that it's just kind of a good complement to each other which is part of why we like star wars right because everything kind of weaves and meshes and brings you back to something else um right. like i said neither of us have finished the game but the parts that you've played i'm assuming you got to play as the empire and the new republic in what you've done so far right Yes, I have. I have gotten to do the first two, which were, which did swap me between those two factions. Yeah. And you kind of end up, at least in the first part, uh, playing mostly as the New Republic. Um, I haven't played as the Empire yet at all. But, um, oh, okay. 
what it I started me as the Empire. It made me start as the Empire. Well, yeah, I did it in like the tutorial, but like in the gotcha. like main part of the story, I haven't played as the Empire yet. But what I really like is the layout of the story, and I won't go too deep into this because I want you to enjoy it, Jesse. But um, <laughs> you kind of have like a it's the Temperance. That's sort of the main ship, and there's a hangar on there, a briefing room, and you can kind of customize your ship there. It's sort of like a main menu, if you will, of your character inside this game. Um, and so in the briefing room, you kind of get all the missions, and then you can talk to some of your other squadron members um, and things like that. And I really like that dynamic. I think it, it's, it's very interesting, and it provides a good complement to the story. You know, I think I did make it to the briefing room. Um, everybody's standing around the hollow table and they're yeah. talking about, you know, your next possible mission. I didn't, I didn't, that was like kind of where I ended because um, I was playing late last night. But I thought that was really cool to actually like sit there at the hollow table and have everybody around it talking to you about the mission. I think they did a really good job of really trying to simulate what it's like to be part of a squadron in Star Wars. Um, it, I, it's really cool. I did enjoy that part. That was that was a good surprise. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, and there's a few characters I've run into one of them so far, but I know of another. There's a few characters that are well-known characters that you will run into as time goes on uh, throughout the story mode. So I'm um, I'm very excited about uh, continuing story mode and seeing where the story takes us in the universe of Star Wars. Right. And you can even tell, like, it must be so cool to be playing in VR because you could tell even in just some of those, like, little story mode cutscenes where characters are kind of talking to you, mm -hmm. you're you're looking at it as you would be looking through VR. Is that called first person? Yeah. When it comes to, yeah. So it's, it's first person, even in these little story, like, breaks where characters are just talking to you. And you could tell that, like, they're, like, reaching out to, like, pat you on the back while they're, like, talking to you and stuff and like you could just tell that like when you're it would be really really cool to do this game in vr so it would be cool to talk to somebody who actually has that capability because it yeah. just looks like it would be really awesome feel like a roller coaster ride <laughs> yeah and some people are using joysticks to play kind of like you would in an x-wing so uh, oh my gosh yeah i don't know how that works but that sounds pretty cool too I did have one issue with the game, and this is understandable because the game just got released not even a week ago. Um, but there was one mission, and you guys can tell me if this is just something that happened in my game, or maybe you guys experienced this as well. Uh, but there was one mission where, um, and I won't go into specifics necessarily, but you know, the objective said, okay follow this ship to the rendezvous point so i'd follow that ship we get to the rendezvous point and then the ship that i was supposed to follow just kept going around in circles and i was like what's going on like my objectives aren't updating so i'm just kind of like stuck here so i was mm. like that's weird so i went back to the hangar tried it again and like the same thing happened i was like i don't know what's going on and then after, like, sometimes I'll do it and it'll say, okay, follow this person to the rendezvous point. I'd get to the rendezvous point and then it would let me go. 
But, like, there was one mission in particular, and it was the last mission I did, where the objectives wouldn't update. So I would literally have to restart from my previous checkpoint to see if once I got to that objective, it would update the objectives for my next part of the mission. So I don't know if that's just a glitch in the game, or maybe there's other people who have had these issues. Um, I'm sure there'll probably be an update in, like, a week to fix some of the bugs, but that was one thing I ran into. Yeah, I did notice on uh, EA's Twitter, for the EA Star Wars Twitter, that they did mention a couple different tweets, um, as in the last day or two, um, where they said they were investigating some reports on various issues for squadrons, and they're deploying a small patch. Um, That was for the PC, um, and then there was another one um, where there, there was part of the Xbox store that, that had a little glitch that they were working through the issues on. So they have come out and said that there's been a couple of glitches that they've been sending out little um, patch updates for. So hopefully um, it seems like they're pretty on it. Yeah. It makes playing the game slightly frustrating when, like, it says, right. hey, go to this point, And then you go there and, like, nothing happens, you know. Um, and so at first I thought it was me, like, is there something else that I need to do first or like what, what happened? Like, did I forget to, you know, shoot something or whatever? But, um, then when I restarted it, I did the exact same thing and then it sent me to the next one. So I don't know. I don't know, but I'm sure if it is a glitch, they'll fix that and then it'll play smoother. But I mean, that was only one part. Everything else that I've played has been totally fine so hopefully it's not a big deal well maybe as we continue to play we can do another episode at some point when we're both done with the story and have had a little bit more time to play the multiplayer to kind of um do maybe a review or something kind of talk about the game as a whole yep i'd be down for that so if you guys have played the game and have any thoughts or are you know have any questions about potentially getting the game um it is affordable i do believe it is you know appropriate for for fans of all ages so let us know if you've got the game and and what your favorite parts are jesse before we go where can people find us on social media you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, all under the same handle, at Twin Suns Outpost. All right, and if you're looking for places to listen to our show, you can find us on our website, which is www.twinsunsoutpost.com. Click on the podcast tab on the left-hand side. You'll find all of our episodes there. You can also find us on the Star Wars podcast app through the Google Play Store and on iTunes. And if you enjoyed this episode and you think we're pretty wizard, go ahead and give us a good review wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. Thanks so much, guys, for listening to episode 185. We have a lot coming up in the month of October for you guys. Uh, If you are part of the book club, we are currently reading Phasma by Delilah Dawson, and she is also going to be the subject of October's Space Buns uh, video show. We will also have September Space Buns coming out soon as well and we've got a lot of book reviews we've got comic reviews coming this month so a ton of great stuff on the horizon for twin sons outpost thanks so much again everyone and as always may the force be with you hi this is vanessa marshall harrison doula from star wars rebels 
You've been listening to Twin Suns Transmission, an exciting show where sand gets everywhere. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Twin Suns Podcast Network. May the force be with you, always. Rendezvous point on Halloween. This time you are not a committed king.